So uh, it's about that time. I'm going to go ahead and start off with quick introductions. I'm going to start off by introducing myself, and then I'm going to bring Scott into the event here. Um, just a uh, spoiler alert here before I bring Scott in. I am going to uh, to put up a, uh, a video here. We're going to skip the slides, and, and we're going to do something a little more fun. So um, again, my name is Ben Cutler. I've been mastering data since 2015. I have more than a decade in sales management and technology. At WinPure, I lead sales and customer development. I also contribute to marketing and product development. Uh, here at WinPure, uh, we're developing innovative technologies and strategies that are helping to solve some of the most critical modern data management, data science, data transformation, and digital transformation uh, challenges, uh, among many of the others that, uh, that you folks are probably uh, facing today. Uh, we do that using no-code uh, technology for record linkage and data transformation, including our disruptive uh, clean and match master data management technology. I've personally contributed to data transformation and master data management programs all around the world, uh, in healthcare, in government, in retail, in research projects, in education, in the financial sector, and in many other industries. Uh, for more information on WinPeer, please visit us at uh, winpeer.com. And uh, I'm really excited about this. I'm seeing uh, some 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 other folks chatting in here today. I really appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and get ready to bring uh, bring Scott into the broadcast here. As I do that, we're going to go ahead and kick this off with a uh, a quick MP4, a quick uh, you know upbeat uh, uh, presentation here. Um, to 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 really bring us on topic and to uh, to introduce Mr. Scott Taylor himself. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, kick this off for us here. Let's go ahead and get started. There we go.
Dowie. Thank you, Ben. I'm off now. Am I back? Am I on? Am I off? There we are. There we are. Good to see you. (laughs) Mr. Scott Taylor, the Data Whisperer. That's me, Scott Taylor, the Data Whisperer here from Data Whisperer World Headquarters in beautiful Black Rock, Connecticut on the shores of the Herman Beach. Always happy to talk about data, digital transformation, all things related to technology. They always need structured data to begin with, wherever you start. Yeah. And you like to kayak, is that right? Or like is it kayak, canoeing? yes, a kayak, right? You can't see it, but that way is a beautiful Black Rock Harbor where I can kayak off our parking pier. I live in the summer. It's basically a resort here. It's spectacular. So love doing wow. anything virtual is fine with me because uh, sure. I live basically in a in a wonderful waterfront area of Connecticut. That's great. I, I'm, I, I love kayaking. I, I, um, you know, I haven't gone for many years, but, uh, it started when I was young and, uh, you know, I, I learned to sail and canoe and kayak and, um, you know, sailing is up there for me, but I, th- I think kayaking was, was really my, uh, my passion. That's enough of a vessel for me. And I learned a life lesson kayaking here. Cause I only started kayaking when I moved here about 10 years ago and it applies to almost everything. If you want to go kayaking when it's perfect out, then you need to go kayaking when it's perfect out. That's my big life lesson for the day. It's like, get it done. (laughs) Conditions are everything. It's no matter what you think. And then the opposite is also true. Oh, I want to go out today. I really want to go out today. And it's a little bit too windy and it's a little bit too choppy. It doesn't matter. You can't think your way through that. It's like, don't do it because it's not as fun. So when the conditions are there, when the opportunity presents itself, you better suit up and get out and get it done. There's my, again, inspirational, personal that, philosophy, life lesson for the seize day. Seize the opportunity. Yes. I, I like it. I like it. And and there's nothing, yeah, yeah. and I think what you're touching on is there, there's conditions are what they are. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Embrace them. In right. business or on the sea, wherever yeah. it is. Yeah. You know, headwinds are not just a metaphor. That's true. So Scott, a uh, quick introduction. I, I don't want you to introduce yourself. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure most, you know, if not everyone on the broadcast today, you know, already knows your name. Uh, I want to make sure they're, they're somewhat familiar with your background as well. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, go through some, uh, go through some introduction here. Okay. Uh, looking at the comments. Uh, so Mr. Scott Taylor, love having you here. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much for joining us to, uh, today. Re- really, really appreciate it. Um, quick introduction uh, about Scott here. Um, Scott is uh, an author. Uh, Scott is a keynote speaker, event MC. Also uh, partners with uh, one of our mutual partners, Locate, uh, a GBG company. Uh, for the uh, the Ask the Expert series, there, Scott is uh, Data IQ top 100 most influential people in data, uh, Analytica, who's who in data management, uh, CDO magazine leading data consultant, uh, Thinkers 360 top 10. Uh, I think your fifth uh, tour uh, of the data uh, Master Data, data Management on, Marathon yeah. is coming up. That's coming right. up. My fifth uh, okay. hosting of that craziness. Okay. 
online. 24 it, hours of, of Master Yeah, we're not going 24 hours again. We're doing it. Oh, like, no? No, the novelty is worn off. And, uh, <laughs> we're worn out. We decided we want to sleep. And who? what are we trying to prove? Really? I'm a big fan of sleep. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just got a little too wacky. So we're just going to cut it up into two, two laps, two legs okay. of a marathon, but it's still a marathon. Okay. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, Scott is a uh, Dataversity uh, top 10 blogger. Um, again, author, author of the book, Telling Your Data Story, uh, Data Storytelling for Data Management. Do you have that book on hand? Have, oh, funny. I haven't have that book here, Data Story. 99% buzzword free. Buzzword for those of free. you who are interested, did not want to overpromise. And why is that so important? Being buzzword free. I mean, I guess I have my own perspective. I'm, I'm going to throw that to you. Because I believe one of my basic philosophical tenets is that one of the biggest things holding back the entire data space is the way we talk about it. And using all this cacophony of either technological terms or whatever the marketing departments come up to make it sound like it's super cool and new. You know, here's a new word for an old problem. And I just think that the business side, which is the reason we do all of this in data, turns off to it. They don't want to hear it. They don't care about it. And there's no reason we shouldn't think they're not cynical a little bit when we come up and say, oh, this new big whiz bang thing we're going to do now that replaces that thing I just told you about 18 months ago that we tried and it's the latest. What? It oh, really? Just, just do the work. Just get the data right. Get it working the way it needs to work. And so it's important to have a business accessible approach, a business accessible vocabulary when you're talking to the people who you want to get engagement from, stakeholder support, funding. How about the money? How about the money yeah. that you're looking for to, for the budget you want to do the data work you're going to do isn't going to come from a bunch of buzzword oriented technological techo babble cacophony that you lay on somebody it's going to be coming from your ability to show that data will enable the strategic intention of your enterprise where's your company trying to go and why is data going to help you get there those are the questions we've got to be asking ourselves and answering for the business side yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. You know, I, I, I speak to, you know, so many different organizations and different industries and people in different departments all around the world. I've been doing that for years and years. And, you know, it's so interesting how many different languages are, are, are kind of being spoke about the same topics. Right. <laughs> and, you know, so I, 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 I I, I think that I'm fairly versed in having multiple conversations in multiple languages about the same topic uh, topics at this point, but uh, and, and just kind of understanding the meaning. But um, I, 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 I'm with you. I, I mean, I think if we're not speaking the same language, you know, and you, you know, you're not doing it internally, you're not doing it externally. You know, how how far can we really progress ultimately? Right. It's it's. Uh fundamental part of storytelling. So people talk a lot about data storytelling. Mm -hmm. I like to focus on the story and telling part. How do you put that narrative together and how do you deliver it? If you spend your first couple minutes ex using a bunch of terms that the audience doesn't understand yet, and then try to explain all those. So they have some kind of definitional context and then move on to the story. You're going to lose people. You already lost people. Yeah. Look at, 
you know, a well-made play or a wonderful movie, they introduce some things in the exposition, depending on the delivery. Maybe there's a lot more than a lot less, but we're in business here. So people aren't sitting back waiting to be entertained about what some wonderful epic you're going to lay out for them. They're like, why are you here? The big why that is like, why are you here? Why is this important? Why do I care? Why am I not somewhere else? So we've got to really be disciplined about getting to the point with techniques that get people's attention and help them understand the benefits of what we have to offer. Because the flip side is data can transform an organization can help every part of an organization. There's not another department that can come in and say, I can help every single part of this organization. And if you're using good master data, you can actually do it with the same record. That's, that's our juice. That's where our power comes from. Not from, We've got a new analytics graph hub fabric mesh we're going to implement, and it's going to be better than the last, you know, on-premise cloud hybrid, whatever. Who cares? I don't think I don't think the business people care. So let, let me take that opportunity. You said get to the point, right? I mean, it's so important, um, and and that's one of the things that you know I, I really, um, you know, kind of really try to hit home. Um, Let's talk, and so we're talking about, you know, uh, different, uh, you know, terms and things like that. So let, let, let digital transformation, do you think that one's clear for people? No, I think a lot of people have these so definitions it. of it. You know, I, I tried to right. sum it up. You put it in one of the quotes on the slideshow uh-huh. in the beginning. I tried to come up with a definition that I could base some other content on that was really simple, that was straightforward, and that kind of hit where I thought were the important points. So my definition of digital transformation is providing value to your relationships through your brands at scale. Yeah. The at scale part, that's the kicker, right? At scale. Companies have been providing value to their relationships through their brands forever since there's been companies. But the at scale part is where things really take off. That's the transformational aspect of it to scale for this, you know, oversimplifying it for the sake of dramatic effect takes technology. Technology is hardware, software, data. If you have data, you need data management. That's my very short version of connecting the power and value of master data, reference data, metadata, highly structured content to digital transformation. How that exhibits itself is a lot of different ways, but Mm -hmm. the reason I use these words on purpose, it took me a while to boil down this statement to the fewest number of words possible, which is one of the techniques I pride myself on. What's the fewest number of words I can use to explain something. Every company has relationships. They might call them different things. We're talking about different language, but it might be customer, vendor, partner, prospect, citizen, patient, yeah, whatever it is, right? If you're at a law firm, you don't call them consumers. If you're at a bank, you know, you might call them customers for companies. You might call them clients again, but they're all relationships. Bottom line, they're all relationships. And then brands are products, services, offerings, assets, locations associated with brands and obviously customers do, but locations in terms of stores, maybe if you're a retailer, whatever that is, however you are providing that value, it's under some kind of branded entity, branded service. So I just felt like, you know, what's something that's relevant to every kind of enterprise? They all have relationships. They all have brands. We're trying to do it at scale. 
you can get the you know 15 page white paper version of that if you want or you can try and sum it up in something that fits on a fortune cookie I really appreciate that. And, you know, the, 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 the slides that we put together here with your quotes, I thought were, were, were really some of the most powerful quotes, um, you know, in the, in this entire slide deck, um, and, and, and the way that you're communicating this, because, you know, digital transformation may, you know, I think, yeah, like you pointed out, and I, I think we can, uh, we can see on an earlier slide, uh data transformation means different things to different people but you know one of the things that it means to everyone in every organization is that you're going to have more data than ever before uh you're going to need new ways to manage it than you ever thought of before to do things that you never imagined before and you know so coming into this webinar today you know a lot of people are thinking about data and digital transformation i mean that you know and why business leaders need to double down on this uh, it, it's really interesting because, you know, data, you know, digital transformation, it, it's almost more of, you know, kind of bringing in the the business leaders into the conversation. Um, you know, a lot of the people, you know, a lot of people out there aren't thinking about digital transformation. They are thinking about data. They are thinking about, you know, their, their different business initiatives. They are thinking about different technological implementations. Um, but, you know, it's like in this in this specific scenario, um, you know, what, what we're going through is really a digital transformation. We're going through kind of a, a fourth industrial revolution. We're going through a lot of change very, very quickly, which requires technology and data and proper data management. Um, so I, I, think, I think these slides here, uh, these quotes from you are, are probably uh, some of the most important uh, in the entire slide. Thank deck. you. And mine are a lot cheaper than McKinsey's too. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, so we're, we're going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there again, back to uh, back to the audience joining us today. Again, we're really looking for some community engagement. Um, so hopefully you're, you're going to go ahead and chat in and uh, maybe send in some questions here. But uh, hopefully everyone has been enjoying the presentation thus far. Um, I want to go back uh, to some of the earlier slides in the presentation here. Uh, just to talk about some of the things that some of these ex, uh, industry experts are saying about digital transformation. You know, full disclosure, I am not an industry analyst. Scott is not an industry I'm analyst. Not, I'm not right? like an industry analyst. I'm more like an industry <laughs> critic. Sure. Yeah, well, and know, sit on the side and just pick on how people talk about stuff. <laughs> That's what I try well, to do. And, and I want to come back to that later about storytelling and, and, and why you kind of picked that as being kind of the most important point, you know, or, or kind of problem, problem to solve. But um, I, I do want to, I do want to emphasize some of the, uh, the information coming some of the, from some of these industry experts here, 60% of senior executives believe digital transformation will be critical for business growth in 2022. What, what are those other 40 think? Who are those other 40? Are they already doing it? I don't, I mean, how does 40% of senior executives don't think that this is, is critical for their growth? What are they, how are they, what are they hiring thousands of people? I just, Moderately critical. Yeah. I, I just the, like the other 40% right, top two boxes there. So, you know, a lot of, uh, some of the stuff is just kind of like, okay, right. I mean, it's, it's, we're all trying to use data. We're all trying to be digital. We're all trying to be more efficient. 
one of the big powerful pieces of data is it can do all the things you need to do for an organization in terms of the ways it can get value, it can grow. The four buckets that I see are grow, improve, protect, and sustain. As it grow the business, like increase sales, improve the business through, let's say, operational efficiency, protect the business by mitigating risk, sustain the business. People are looking at all sorts of ESG data these days to try and be more sustainable. And scale. It's just like, you know, master data is an accelerant for a business, you throw the right kind of structured content on these processes and they're just going to get better. Well, and, 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 and that's ultimately one of the, one of the goals here, uh, is to kind of dispel, you know, to, at least to some extent, uh, dispel the, um, you know, the, the misconception around digital transformation, I suppose, like, like you said, you know, kind of the, one of these slides here is that it means a lot of things to a lot of different people. We've got a ton of different, you know, definitions uh, in terms of what, def, you know, digital transformation is and is not. But at the end of the day, uh, it is change. It is transformation in people, process, technology, data, the way that we manage data. And, and the way that we invest in, in all of this and, and really obviously the, you know, the strategies and, and things like that. Um, so yeah, uh, good point. You know, again, what are the other 40% doing, right? Uh, what, what else are they prioritizing? Um, back to scale, right? Businesses, uh, you know, delivering more value to your brands uh, or I'm sorry, to your relationships, through your brands at scale, like you said, uh, that's done with technology. Scale is technology. Technology needs data. So we're, we're talking about technology and data here, right? We're talking about strategy and people and change and transformation and a variety of other uh, concepts as well. But um, ultimately, if, if businesses want to, you know, grow, they're going to do that through efficiency. They're going to do that through different, you know, uh, revenue uh, opportunities and things like that. But they're going to do it with technology and data, right? That's the point. Yeah. So we've got we've got some uh, some comments here in the chat, uh, Katrin or Katrine, uh, very uncertain uh, world around us where we need to adapt faster. Right. Speed, time, right. Time to value. These things are being be, becoming very, very important uh, in 2022, as they have over the last 20 years or so. Scott, how do you, how do you feel about um, the, the concept of adapting faster? Do you do you see that more today? Uh, then, you know, thinking back, maybe, you know, you know, you, again, you're, you're, uh, what was it uh, you did on, on LinkedIn, the, the 20 year, uh, thing that you did there, thinking back to those times, uh, was, was speed of transformation or, or adaptation. What was it? Was it one of the top priorities at that time? They didn't have the same kind of language, but they meant the same thing. The technology, you know, 20, my data background goes to back to pre 2k. And dealing, especially in the consumer packaged goods world, which frankly, I think has had more kinds of data longer than any other category. Welcome to hear anybody else's feedback on that. But starting my data career at Nielsen, which has had data forever, there were a lot of companies using a lot of data. And it was always, you know, how do we use it better today? People recognize it as a sore, as an, as a critical element to the business much more so than they used to but a lot of the basic problems are still the same 
you know, how do I put this stuff to work? How do I get value out of it? How do I manage it correctly? How do we get everybody on the same page? How do we knock down the silos? How do we facilitate deeper integration? How do we get more interoperability with our partners? These are all, these are really some stuff that's basically the same, hasn't changed. Those desires are there. The capabilities are greater. And then the, the back chatter about it has always been the same too. It's like, well, it's not really about the data. It's about the business. No, we shouldn't focus on technology. We should focus on people. So some of it is, is great. And some of it's almost disheartening because we're talking about the same problems still. And we're still talking about data quality. Why are we still talking about data quality? It's like the weather. Everybody talks about data quality. Nobody does anything about it. It's like, but we're all trying to do stuff about it, but why is that still such a top of mind problem with data leaders? If we've been dealing with this forever, I don't know. I don't, I'm not leading up to some magic answer. I have part of my answer is part of my feeling is because we're pitching it the wrong way. So if you want to fix data quality and you do that by getting engagement from the business side and changing the process and, making sure the salespeople do things like search before they create and all whatever the <laughs> techniques are. If you pitch it in a boring way, then nobody's going to care. And so I will pick on the word quality just because it's a favorite topic, a target of mine. Quality is really emotional. It's subjective. Everybody has a different view of quality. And if you're going up to your CEO and trying to get money for the data work you do, and you start off with, we need to have better data quality. They're going to go, why? And so you answer that why. Come in there with the why first. Quality, dead quality is just an enabler. And you'll go, oh, well, it's just an enabler. Okay, enabling what? You know, how long does it take you to explain this stuff? Get to that point. It's important. I'm not saying data quality is not important. I'm just saying it makes a lousy story in terms of trying to get funding, support, engagement, from the people who are supposed to get the value out of the work that you're doing, which I think is everyone's point. It's the reason you're working is to bring value to your organization. And, and it's, I mean, so, so that's really interesting. So 60% of senior executives believe digital transformation will be critical for business growth in 2022. Uh, digital transformation we know relies very heavily on technology and data right? Which requires data management, proper data management. If 60, 60% of senior executives believe digital transformation will be critical for business growth in 2022, wh- why, why do you think we need to make the argument for data quality and data management? Why? And, and you say, we've been talking about the same things and, and, and you know, and, and pushing, you know, to get the, the, the you know, the, the budget and the resource allocations and things like that for the last 20 years. Do you, do you have any thoughts in terms of why that becomes a necessity? I don't think there's a direct immediate correlation in people's heads between digital transformation and data, unfortunately. I mean, for me, it is it's the same thing. Digital means data. If you have data, you need data management. Can we explain it more quickly than that? But that, that, but everybody doesn't see it that way. Everybody doesn't understand that. Right. They got people out there. They've got leaders out there saying, let's build a whole, you know, what we really need is a data science team. And then you're in the back room going, but our data sucks. We can't even do a quarterly report correctly. We got hierarchies that don't work. 
half the classifications we have say other or miscellaneous doesn't matter what data how many data scientists you throw at that their effort isn't going to produce the meaning you want out of this data unless we get this foundational truth i'm leading into my hat here the truth hat because you can boil my yeah. whole data philosophy down to three words which i can't get it any fewer than that truth before meaning determine the truth in your data that's data management before you derive meaning out of it through business intelligence and you're going to be a whole lot better the stuff you do is going to be more effective it's not chicken or egg here this is egg and omelet if you don't have that data truth you're not going to get that business meaning out of it and that value it's as simple as that so what i the reason i get so animated about it is because i'm trying to help the community that i work with and represent and have brought up been brought up in get that story across because we even have to fight other parts of the data space we have to fight the analytics people because they think they're cooler than us and they've got, you know, hotter stuff and it's sexier and, you know, it's AI and ML and data science and data literacy, you know, all this other stuff that at certain, in certain, from certain people, I won't name names because I can't come up with them fast enough, but from certain voices, <laughs> they downplay or even denigrate the critical foundational data that I'm so passionate about. So I decided I've decided in my work to take that almost personally to appeal to them and say, stop saying stuff like that data has no value until I turn it into information or, you know, data is just a, a, a sunk cost. It's just a cost center until we get analytics. Why do you need to talk that way? Why does that have to be zero sum game? Why do we have to pit analytics against data management? And it happens all the time. And when a business leader hears the analytics and data management people bicker about whatever they're bickering about, they're like, these people can't even get it together. Why am I even here? Why, why deal with this? So the, the, and this all comes from, doesn't come from the work we do, comes from the way we talk about the work we do. So it's a slice of this that, you know, I've kind of, focused on because that's my expertise in terms of conveying the benefits of an idea to somebody that I think is, that I think is particularly important. Get that story across, get that point across. Well, I'm, I'm going to, and so on kind of the, the initial response about, you know, kind of, uh, you know, leadership uh, executives, not, or, you know, some people out there, not, you know, not kind of um, equating digital transformation to data and data management. I'm going to push back on that. And this is really a call to action. I mean, there's so much information out there today. You know, we've got leadership that are in leadership positions for a reason. Like I, 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 I personally, and you know, Scott, and I'm, I'm sure you probably feel somewhat the same way, but I really, you know, like you've, like you've been doing this for 20 years. It's like, okay, so why are we still talking about this? It's like, this has got to be common knowledge by now, right? I mean, it's got to be common knowledge that the transformation and the scale uh, that we're looking for uh, in business requires technology and data and data management. And, and we've got to put the right investment into that. I mean, so that this is, you know, for me, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put this out there as kind of a call to action because I think, 
Um, I, I think the information is out there. I think leaders are in a leadership position for a reason. I'm sure some of them are not so familiar with this, especially in more traditional uh, industries. Um, but it, it, it shouldn't be a surprise today that digital transformation requires data and technology uh, and, and that requires data management. I mean, some people think that digital transformation is just digitizing your assets. Okay. So there is some of that out there. And I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if we have to expect them all to be boning up on this and think of their sources, right? They get this from everybody. If you go to some of these mm -hmm. big analyst conferences and I'm happy to pick on them a little bit too, you know, they're always talking about, they're always keeping things just like a little bit far away. It's like, oh, you need to be doing this now. Or here's like the five things that you have to do. But last time, before, <laughs> or here's like the seventh, or it's not a circle anymore. It's a triangle. And we're, and it's, it's, it's confusing. It kind of feeds on this overload, which is why I try, I, you know, I just try and bring it back to basics. It's like, get the data right and everybody's happier. I mean, it's yep. really that simple. Think about like, these epiphanies that a lot of folks have, you see them in LinkedIn, data leaders are always talking about, you know what we should do? We finally figured it out. Our data strategy, we should focus on the business. That's what we should do. We should focus <laughs> on the business. I don't know another department in an organization that has that epiphany. Does the marketing department suddenly realize, you know, the work we do, it should be focused on the business. Finance doesn't go, we should really be business or no, because that's what they do. I, right. I don't know what it is weird about the data space that we are in this bubble where we're wondering about, you know, these existential ponderings about why we exist. Get to it. The people who are succeeding are getting to it. They don't get, they, they don't question that. They don't have this big sudden, oh, <laughs> hey, why do we, it, I mean, I don't know if you see it, Ben, but I see it, I see it constantly and I see it everywhere. And I don't see it from other parts of the business. I don't see it from other departments in the business. It's a, it's something weird in terms of the technology slash data space that I haven't been able to figure out yet, but I feel like I've identified it. I, I do think data professionals need the recognition from their leadership. I, and, and I do think that's a big part of what's missing. If data leadership uh, is is still uncertain and, you know, coming to these epiphanies about, you know, oh, we should we should focus on the business. Um, you know, data is obviously new. Technology is obviously new or, you know, newer. Um, and and I, I think, you know, if you if you really think about it, you know, projects are underfunded. You know, these are these are projects, not programs. I, I've heard you talk about that. You know, the, the reason why we're having this conversation today is because there's not enough of this out there. Uh, and, you know, again, next big thing, uh, digital transformation, uh, let's skip the data part. Um, I think our data professionals are not getting the, um, you know, the, the recognition that they need at the end of the day. And they're not getting it through funding. They're not getting it through time. They're not getting it through, you know, uh, additional resources and, and internally and things like that. Uh, and, and they're certainly not getting a seat at the table. You know, yeah. I, okay. See, so can I make a suggestion? <laughs> can we take Microsoft off here and just talk? <laughs> they get enough. They're getting enough exposure. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to throw this one up here, just uh, do, you know, due to the, some of the statistics here. Yeah, it's like sure. the information is out there, right? I, I just, um, you know, I, I really struggle to understand why business leaders are not recognizing our data professionals and all that. You know, again, like you've mentioned. 
um, you know, data literally uh, fuels every other department within the organization, right? Um, I, I don't, I, I don't understand how how the the recognition still isn't there uh, yet today. Um, but yeah, let's let's. And the part of the space we play, I mean, here. it's you know, it's MDM, right? So first of all, you have people who think it's mobile device management. Yeah, well, it didn't help that the U.S. That government too. just came out with a second, rather ironic definition: mis, dis, and malinformation. So if you want to Google that, fans, all you MDM fans out there, there's yet another definition of MDM. It's not a new idea. It seems clerical, back office, like why do I, but it's infrastructure. So how do you position that in a way that it makes it appealing and necessary mm-hmm. and people realize it is not an option yeah. to do the things you want to do. Yeah. That's what data leaders who are representing the data management side of the space have to be able to do to get the support and funding that they need. They have to be able to do that. And how do you take this, you know, you can change the name of it, which I find confusing. Like why change the name of it? But it is about these things that sounds at times rather dull, you know, data quality, data stewardship, data governance. And then meanwhile, you've got the sexy part of the space talking about AI and ML and auto ML and data stack and layers and meshes and fabrics. Back to my point of all this, all this terminology is, I believe, getting more in the way that it is helping. Just speak the language of the business. Explain it. I mean, I, I learned this the hard way. So in the book, I talk about this. When I started off at this, I was part of this company at Nielsen, this group at Nielsen, and we sold a customer master maintenance service. So we'd go mm-hmm. in similar to an MDM software, but outsourcing it to a company because we had a pristine master file of these entities. Mm-hmm. Talking to this, this um, the IT people loved it. IT people got it right away. There were no data people in those days, okay? So you said 20 years, Frank, it's more people, like yeah. 30-ish more for me. Yeah. Just IT people because, you know, data is electronic. It's on computers. So IT people have to handle data. Took us decades to unwind that problem. <laughs> but the IT people loved it. They had trouble articulating it. So, okay, come in and talk to the head of sales because we know it can help us with, with the customer master. I go in and I explain to the guy, and he literally he leans back and he goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. All I know <laughs> is I have to sell more bread. And I don't know if this is going to help me sell more bread. And it was a long drive back to the airport that day because, you know, Okay, theoretically, the customer's always right, but in this case, he was wrong. It is going to help him sell more bread, but I didn't explain it well enough. I didn't explain it in his terms. It was a real watershed moment for me to realize the story and the way we talked about it with IT doesn't work with the head of sales or the head of marketing or the head of, and teaching them the language isn't the right way to go. It's learning their language and being able to translate these technical notions into something that a business person can understand. You know, you want people to go from, I have no idea what you're talking about to how do we live without this? Mm -hmm. 
And that takes a story. Yeah. And cer certainly speaking the same language helps. Yeah. Yeah. Scott, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a few uh, questions here. So, you know, and I'm, I'm also uh, aware of the time here. So um, love I got all day. Don't worry, Ben. I got all day, all day all right. here. I was awesome. 250 awesome. where I am. Oh, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll go a full 24 hours on this one. <laughs> no more 24 hours. All day, not all day. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I, I, I had thought, I, I had thought about that. It's like, I, I couldn't do 24 hours. I mean, I, I really give you credit for. for it was actually 26.2. <laughs> we extended it because we thought, you know, a marathon was 26.2 miles. And then, a, so we made it, made it 26.2 hours. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Just to make it even more painful. Yeah. But yeah, I never need, doing I it again. Sleep. Never doing it. It was fun while it lasted, but no more. Some of these questions are kind of outside. So when we're talking about, okay, yeah. Katrina, it was like, what would what's upskilling people who need to embrace and understand transformation and innovation. I'm not really a Which one cultural guy, cultural expert. Yeah. I fall back on this framework that I came up with for the book called the three V's of data storytelling, obviously a play on the three V's of big data. Mm -hmm. But mine are vocabulary, voice, and vision. So vocabulary to get the right terminology, the right nomenclature, speak the business language, voice, how does it all come together in some sort of harmony? Harmony doesn't mean everybody plays the same notes, but it means they sound good together. How do you explain this? And does your team understand it? Can they all put that story together in a consistent way? Are you hitting the same beats? Are you focused on the same things? And then the third V is vision. How do you point what you do in data to show why it enables the strategic intention of your enterprise? So vocabulary, the language you use, voice, the way you talk about it, vision, why it's important. Those things I think help people kind of organize what they do. And that was the work that came out of the work I did at Nielsen, the work I did at Dun & Bradstreet, the work I've done with other companies to help them put their data management story together. Mm -hmm. So these leaders go out of the room going, how do we live without this? This is fantastic. We got to have this. Where have you been hiding this? Of course we got to do it. You know, here's, we got to fund this. That's, that's the point. That's what I believe part of my role is. We all got a part to play. I think I play my position really well, but I stick to my position. So I don't get into the how it gets done. I don't get into the cultural aspect. I don't get into the process. I stick with that high level why. That elevator pitch, that bumping into a CEO at a cocktail party. It comes from selling. There's no secret to that. And selling is just, you know, again, convincing somebody of the benefits of what you have to offer. And, and, and so, I mean, at least in your experience, what you've seen is that the, you know, data professionals, data leaders really need to sell this to, to their leadership. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the kind of story you're telling. You're telling mm -hmm. it's a, it's a pitch. It's mm -hmm. a pitch. It's, it's, it's showing somebody here's the problem. Here's how I solve it. If and it's funny because recognize that problem. They don't care how you solve it, right? You th you think about other, you know, kind of 
departments, right? Because we're not talking about like tools and activities within a department. We're talking about other departments. Uh, and, you know, you think about, you know, accounting, finance, sales, you know, marketing. It's it's not, I, I don't know. And I'd like to hear your thoughts, but I don't think it's so often that these kind of departments have to sell their, I mean, they have to prove their value, but but they, they don't have to sell their value in order to kind of exist and get kind of initial funding to do the things that they need to do. Yeah, I agree with you. We're still in that stage, despite data being around for so long, having to justify our existence. Yeah. You know, it'd be exactly. nice to have a day where there's just, there's just the data department. We're not going right. through this. Uh-oh, why do we exist again? We have to explain again, yet again, why we're important and, and and that's and and you know so for me it's an opportunity to 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 kind of hear that from you uh, based on your experience because for me this is a call to action back to back to leadership <laughs> that that makes things very difficult right <laughs> yeah <laughs> makes makes it very difficult to and to part of the, our part of our challenge when you look at those other departments just on a competitive basis another part of the rationale that data leaders need to be able to tell these stories is you're competing with other parts of the organization that are much better storytellers than you. So mm -hmm. if you're competing for funding against marketing, let's say, you know, I mean, there's mm -hmm. a pie may not be directly, but it could be strategically or emphasis or whatever. They tell stories for a living sales, tell story. If sales can't tell a story, they don't make quota. So that those skills, those soft skills, which are not always inherent in somebody's data training, because data is more science than it is art. Those soft skills are what I encourage people to Develop. get better at. And knowing it's a soft skill, you know, when you put a story together, it doesn't always work. You got to work it. You got to move it around. You got to test it out. And in some of these interactions I've had with people, they want to, okay, so how do I put the story together? What is the formula? There's no formula for a story that's hard and fast. If there was, every movie would be great. Every TV show would be phenomenal. Yep. Every song yep. you hear would be a hit. Yep. But it's not, even though the ingredients are there, right? Big stars, great production, got these special effects. We got the didn't make it so there's there's that chance that it won't work because but that's the art part of it for me that creative part that unknown part that part that draws on emotion and empathy and all those soft skill things that you got to get you know good and hard at, at, at getting right and that that i've found sort of you know interesting to explain to more of the science oriented part of the data community who may think, okay, data storytelling is a formula. It's like Mad Libs. I just add this, you know, I need fill in the blank here, fill in the blank here. Bing, you got a story. Everybody will think, you know, everybody will agree with it. Everybody will understand it. Not always, you know, delivery, timing, attention. Yeah. Pacing. Well, and, and, and um, you know, what, what we're up against today is a recession, you know, supply chain issues, uh, you know, talent, uh, you know, crises, uh, you know, including the fact that we've got, uh, you know, an estimated, uh, you know, I, I can't remember exactly what the number is, but, uh, 
a good uh, 58% of Americans uh, having the opportunity to work from home at least one day a week, 35% having the option to work five days a week. We're going through transformation. It's going to continue happening. Uh, competition is, uh, you know, is getting more and more difficult, uh, you know, uh, every day of the week. Um, we need some some recognition in data management. So my call to action here is double down uh, on uh, digital uh, data, digital transformation. Um, I, I, I would I would really like data professionals, data leaders to go back to their leadership uh, and have a conversation uh, the way that you've presented it. Technology, you know, scale is technology. Technology requires data. Please don't make us justify our own existence. We can literally benefit every uh, department within the organization here. I, I mean, it, it, it shouldn't be too, uh, it shouldn't be too difficult. And what I've seen in my career is that data professionals are, are hugely underfunded, underfunded, underappreciated, you know, uh, really that, you know, it's, it's really kind of an uphill uh, battle. So um, I'm looking at the clock here. I, I see some people, uh, you know, they, they've, they've got to run. So um, how many years of experience within marketing and communication uh, use it a lot in helping uh, in creating stories and adapt the story to, to different audience? So uh, Catherine, uh, thank you for that. But Scott, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up here today. Um, it, it's really been great talking with you. I mean, I've, it's been great meeting you. I, I really appreciate all of your contributions to our space. I love your videos. I'm going to get your book. Um, thank you so much for all that you've done. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, do you want to say any words before we, uh, my, my, we my pleasure, up? Ben. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Everybody. If you want to follow me, follow me on LinkedIn, YouTube, the book, but uh, I appreciate it. Just remember truth before meaning. Yeah. Determine the yeah. truth first before you derive meaning and you'll be better off. Yeah. Scott, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you everyone on LinkedIn for all of your support. Thank you for joining us. Um, for more information on WinPeer, it's winpeer.com. You can also see us on YouTube. You'll find the recording here, uh, but we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up and, and leave it there for today. So thanks uh, again, Scott, really appreciate it. Have a great day.